Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hate Space Podcast and our album review for Kanye West, Jesus is King. That's right. This is the second part of our album review for the Kanye West album, Jesus is King. And you can check out part one for the full introduction where we break down all of the first part. My name is Sullivan Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Chrome. And we will be going through the project track by track. We've done the first half. And uh, without further ado, so we can just jump on into it as we discuss a song that had been previously reeked and then was redone. And it's called Every, Everything We Need. I'm pretty sure it was Kanye West who like leaked the original version called The Storm featuring Triple uh, X Tentation. Um... So I just wanted to have a little conversation here that isn't related to the song. All so, right. All right. I love these. This is related to the people in the comments who is being like, I just don't understand why they took Triple X Tentations first off the album. To which I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, I may have just demonetized the video with that <laughs> F word, but I think it was worth the point. There's something about the word fuck and how you're going to beat people down at the party you're at. Which is what Triple X Tentation's verse kind of starts with. And he swears. And he's a little... Like, is the conversation, is it a good verse or not? Does it add to the track? Actually, yeah. The way that version came out where the beat flips up and Triple X Tentation's verse slaps in, it does something to the track and brings it in a direction. Absolutely. And for a lot of people out there, that's the better version of the song. But, like... So the question is, is that a better version for the song when it was Yandi? Or is it a better version for the song now as Jesus is King? Allow me to be clear. Triple X Tentation's verse has no place on this album. Like, if he was still with us, rest in peace and all, and he could have redone the verse and maybe cleaned it up or something, I'm I'm certain Kanye would have kept it. Like, on the real. To be fair, he did the... Triple X did the song with Lil Wayne, and he had a but Lil pretty Wayne decent. Wasn't writing. No, no, no. A I'm not. I'm not, I'm not trying to defend that. I'm just saying that it but is what, possible what, that Triple X could make a good verse. No, he it, did it. The question isn't whether or not Triple X's verse was good. Actually, his verse was pretty good for the the song "The Storm," which came out and was going to be on Yandi. However. We're talking about a gospel album with no cussing that is all about, like, in a sense, praising God. And, you know, that verse about beating people down in a party and being a little rowdy and stuff just didn't work. Yeah, on the, like the, <laughs> no, but like it just extremist side. <laughs> no, but even to that end, I don't understand how that makes sense. That's not how it works. Um, there's not like have you have you heard X's verse or I'm I'm just trying to make content. I have not even heard the song. So what I'm trying to say is if you listen to the verse, it's impossible that it makes sense on this album. They also cut out the lines like girl every something. There was some line about a girl letting go and having a good time. Because originally right. it kind of felt like that's more what the track was about. But Kanye repurposed it to make sense on Yandi or not Yandi, Jesus is King. So I mean now we begin after we began after the storm inside later land it's, it's the morning light okay it all make this part works it can be on this part but i guess all i was trying to say on my little side tangent is when you're making an album you're supposed to like be focusing on a cohesive album like 
I understand the single culture and how everyone, but by single, I mean album singles or the, the individual songs and how if you're looking at it from the perspective of what's the better version of the song, um, I can get why you might be a little bit confused. But if you listen to this album and genuinely and sincerely think that Triple X Temptation's verse belonged on this project, I think you weren't really paying attention to what Kanye West was trying to do here or what he's been trying to say. It, it's just like at that point, you don't really get how albums work. Albums aren't supposed to just be a bunch of hot tracks thrown on together. That's a playlist. That's a mixtape. Right. This is meant to be a cohesive project. Whether he achieved the goal is not the point, but definitely cutting out the girl sex lines and triple X Temptation's vulgar while good verse makes sense on a freaking gospel album called Jesus is King. Like, like let's let's. I'm 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 rolling. I'm not. I'm just saying. That. This is to the people who I read comments of who are sincerely confused. And I do believe a lot of these people might be younger and feeling like you know Triple X Temptation was slated in some way. But like, there's just no way that you can rationally say that that verse belongs on this this version of this album. You know. Anyway, we get up from Kanye though. I thought a particularly interesting set of lyrics here with switch your switch your attitude go ahead level up yourself this that different latitude some ooze life too short go spoil yourself feel that feel enjoy yourself because we have everything we need so originally i think that was supposed to be at a woman and then but it actually still kind of works as like talking to yourself or kind of talking to people in general right about how you can flip up your attitude and just kind of appreciate God in a sense, you know? And through that spirituality, we have everything we need. And it just repeats it. And Aunt Clements and Ty Dollar Sign, sorry, Ty Dollar, Dollar Sign Ein happen to respond in. I know I'm not the only one to make that joke, but I'm in the right age group that's entering dad joke life. That's right. I'm a dad joker in training. Um, but like. I don't know. It just flowed nice, and it was really pretty to listen to, and it was really flowing well. I feel like the first verse kind of has this context of materialism a little bit, like mm. just in a sort of like go out, have fun, party, spend your life, you know, spend your money, do your life. But it's in a way of like I feel contextualizing two parts because when we go into the second verse, and I apologize if I'm like really fucking up the way we do the songs, but when we go into the second I mean, there's verse, there's not much to say. And we began after the storm inside lay the land. It's just the morning light. Well, it's because even with that, that, that just kind of feels like shit's fucked up. But if you can stop and smell the roses and appreciate the amazing things around you, it's it's pretty cool. Um, it's kind of what I took from that. Right, because where I get confused is on the second verse when um, Kanye goes, what if, Eve, what if Eve made apple juice? You I go mean, and do let, what... Let's just start with it. Switch my, switch my attitude. Right. That's fine. I'm so, I'm so radical, but that's an interesting point because as he switches his attitude into a new direction, whether it's Christian, whether it's Dragon Energy or whatever it may be this right. week, it always comes out kind of radical. And all these people end up mad at dude this for who it mattered to so i think what he's saying is no matter what i do it's going to make people a little bit unhappy so this is going to be dedicated to the following lines are dedicated to whoever it's relevant so what if me eve made apple juice that's implying in the garden eden eve took the what's believed to be the apple um, representing temptation and then she tempts adam with it 
So you're going to do what Adam do? And so the question is, when you're faced in your moment of temptation, are you going to be like Adam and give in to that temptation, therefore condemning humanity to a life of fucking awful? Basically, Adam fucked everything up. And I enjoy that sentence because my brother's name is Adam. Um, or baby, let's put this back on the tree, cuz. And then we go back in so, uh, to, the, to the chorus. So if you think about what he's saying here, it's, when you're faced with your own personal temptation, you have the opportunity to be like Adam and be weak and give in. Or you can be like, nah, baby, take a look at the amazing Garden of Eden we have, the paradise, the perfection. Do we really need to take from the tree of forbidden knowledge? Do we really need to eat that forbidden fruit? Or can we just go enjoy what's around us, all this amazingness, we have everything. I feel like part of it also has this, because with that line, it feels like there's this we don't need much more than just me and you Fair. like in that in that let's call it relationship call it connection type vibe it's like we try to look for more i guess validation or things to prove that we are who we are and this is why i you know i love you or i want this or whatever but in reality it's kind of just fairly simple in the sense of we just need each other maybe as like people maybe just as working together uh also this could also be kind of connected like you know your connection with god or jesus or however like you just need you and your religious belief to keep you going and not have to stray down these paths yeah also i think it's just recognizing that if you have the faith in the higher powers and god you'll be taken care of and that even if things look a certain way um you're gonna you're gonna be able you're gonna be all right like we have the tools we have the resources and we have god on our side to help us get through the different situations that create the storms inside etc another thing i wanted to comment on is how the the mixing on this version is drastically different than the storm um extentations verse was like ridiculously gritty and so kanye's verse came off really gritty too and it sounded better to me also but that version doesn't fit as well on this sound that is going and makes sense on this project like hearing this album everything made sense hearing the triple x version uh <coughs> i felt like you know what kanye's voice is grittier and it would have been kind of nice and i wondered if like the grittiness would have made more sense here but i think it would have thrown off the flow of the album at the cost of the individual song and i think if you're trying to make a good album you should always do what's best for the album not the individual song um i give it a 4.35 i thought it was nice it's all right i as well gave it a 4.3 i enjoyed the song overall anyway the next track is called the hydrogen monoxide that's h2o this water so aunt clemens joins kanye here adding some beautiful singing i'm not gonna lie um this track is so not in a genre of music i would ever really find myself listening to but i also found this track extremely really beautiful to listen to nice to vibe to and, I, and it had me feeling back like in like a good energy sonically um kanye's little intro is fine he just like well right so well right well right so so high as the sun come out planning booting planning moving planning tubing i'm like what the fuck is this i don't know i'm not, i'm done it was nice it just sounded good as he said it that's it kind of seems like it's it's the whole water reference right tubing tubes water going through tubes planning maps and sewage systems sure like it's, it's i just, mean you're probably right i'm not i'm just saying i just 
it didn't invigorate an interest in me. Absolutely. I liked in the course when uh, Aunt Clemens went to uh, take the coin out of the conversation. Like, they, it really kind of stuck with me because, from what I understand, chlorine is supposed to keep a pool clean. So you'd want chlorine there to filter out the bacteria and the, uh, what I guess let's call it negativity or whatever. But then, in a sense, the way that they're kind of using it is that even though you're using this product, this smoke screen, this mask to, uh, I guess, filter whatever it is you're saying, whatever it is you believe or whatnot, that in itself is also infecting the purity of what it is you're supposed to feel, believe, or whatever, which was something that was really cool to me. I don't know if you have any. Well, I mean, I look at it like clean us like the rain in spring. So the rain in spring sounds like a natural thing, like, you know, let the rain come down and use the natural water to come in. Chlorine is used to cleanse, right? And to disinfect and to remove impurities could be another way to look at it, right? So if you look at the line, it's take the chlorine out of the conversation. I don't know why, but chlorine just makes me think of bleach. And it also feels like maybe there's a subtlety on the whitewashing nature of life. Like, let's be a little more natural and organic with it. And let's be imperfect. Let's be fucked up. That's why I keep the show like it is with all the fucked up parts not edited out. Also, I'm lazy. I'm really fucking lazy. I'm not watching the whole thing and cut out every cough. Um, but like... I like that natural side. I, I prefer watching content creators who don't overly sanitize their content to make it sound stupidly clean Polished. and perfect. Like, the more perfect in seven minutes you are, the less likely I am to watch it. I want the ums. I want the, the little nuances. That's why I like podcasts so much more than, say, a, a video essay on the subject. Because while the podcast may take longer... I feel like it's just a more enjoyable form of content in the sense of humanly, humanly approaching subjects as like like less pretentious or something. So I took it kind of like that, like let it be cleaner, but not by sanitizing it. Let it be clean in a more pure sense, like mm -hmm. the rain in spring, you know? let your light reflect on me i promise i'm not hiding anything so with that because my soul is pure and shit i can handle that because i don't need to censor myself in that way or to be so like that because i have nothing to hide it's water we're water pure as water like a newborn daughter I'm like okay kanye <laughs> like i mean i love the water part like like a newborn daughter i can't relate to that i don't have offspring but i imagine that when you look at your newborn daughter she probably looks really pure shrug 31 no kids <coughs> yes they ask me if i'm having kids soon all the time but no it's not my choice um i would love to though you can you can tell her if you watch this and you know her tell her i'm okay with that anyway that was a weird tangent uh the storm may come but we'll get through it because of your love either way we crash like water and it's just nice to me and the way that he sings it is really really nice and it flows and it has this like ethereal overwhelming sound to it where it feels hopeful it feels like you're taking a shower of your soul as you're listening to this song i feel that and then i love kanye's second verse with the jesus flow through us jesus heal the bruises jesus clean the music jesus please use us that was a little overdone for me I feel but like. that's what he did with this album he cleaned right. the music right, right. and he used jesus and whatever and i just thought it was nice right like to me this is one of my favorite parts because you don't have to like i could see how it looks lazy but i think it also sounds like church hymns i don't think it sounds lazy i do understand and kind of respect and i do agree it's like for me this is 
Kanye standing at the podium, kind of talking out into the to, to the people at the church ceremony. Yeah, I like right it. Now, and he's just like, "This is what Jesus does." And and I, and I no, it's, it. it's not. This is what Jesus. It's I'm it's a it's a prayer directly. to Jesus. Oh, okay. So it's Jesus flow through us. Jesus heal the bruises. Jesus clean the music. Like Jesus through your power, give us these things. Right. Please help. Please heal. Please forgive. Please reveal like the truth and, and teach us. Give us strength. Make us swell. Help us live. It sounds like I'm at church, but it also sounds fly as fuck and not like the dreary death sermons I had to listen to. Right. And like I'm thinking to myself, man, I would bob to this. And I would I, I'm praising God right now in this podcast. Jesus is our rock. And I'm like, that's fucking cool. That Kanye and weirdly enough gave us like honestly, I always like Jesus walks. I always like the end part where he's like, and if this takes away from my spins, it'll probably take away from my ends, but maybe it'll take away from my sins and bring us closer to the point where the next time uh, you in the club, everybody screaming out. And then like you kind of never went back there, you know? Right. And well, now he did. I don't know if he ne- really went back there. I-, I didn't listen to a lot of his catalog. Still, this is, I thought, really cool from the perspective of the part of me that is just like, yeah, I'm into praising Jesus. That's cool. So I'm like, it's nice. It felt like a lot of shit, I would say, a church just rocked out in a really beautiful thing. And then I also kind of like the metaphor for water. It's all right. It's an interesting idea. Cleanliness and free-flowing and letting the spirit and stuff move through it. I just thought it was nicer. It was on the end of the album I would want to listen to again. So Water water gets a 4.5 from me. Water got a 4 for me. Don't like it. I mean, it's nice, but it's one of the songs that I was kind of like, I could do without, to be honest. Fair enough. What do you feel about the next track, God Is? Well, we'll find out soon. Keep watching. So there's a whole bunch of vocals used in the beat of this. Like, it's a lot of... Uh, it's Labyrinth's voice, the producer, and like I think my favorite part of the use of the voice is when he takes the woo at the end and it just kind of melodically uses it. Like you can picture how he took the woo sample, opened up the keyboard part of the fucking Pro Tools or whatever, right, right, right. and just was like modifying it like that. Like it's part of it. And I kind of have come to really appreciate how voices can be used in beats really nicely because sometimes i don't like it but this time i liked it nice um what do you think about this track i thought this track was actually was cool it was different uh a little bit slower kind of has this more of like uh realization in a sense like he's just coming to accept what god is i feel like that's how i'm taking the song and he's just kind of praising god so first off kind of get the intro god is my light in darkness oh god god is he he is my all and all and i'll never turn back god is and just even with that intro you're like okay we're about to get more preachy we're about to get more like this is what i believe this is my belief which is cool goes right into the verse and this is a this whole song is one like full verse and then outro so it's kind of like really quick uh but he goes off with um everything that i felt praise the lord Worship Christ with the best of your portions. I know I won't forget all he's done. He's the strength in the race that I run. And right off there, I'm kind of like, you already see Kanye's like, thank you for, you know, being around and helping me get successful where I am today. All the things I felt are because of you and you you were teaching me, you were showing me the ways, which is still kind of the same type of message I, I guess I've been getting from um, 
the rest of the album so far so it is very consistent and i and i just i don't know i don't have really much to say because i don't actually understand a lot of the references but it does just sound like he's just preaching his belief fair enough um i think it's almost like accepting the mission that god has given to him i mean if you look at it from a more evangelical point of view our purpose in god after we receive the blessing and the light and the understanding is to go forth and teach the masses by uh, living by example and preaching a little bit. I know it comes off preachy, but uh, I don't really hate that idea. Um, something that I feel is lacking in our society, or at least Montreal, or at least what I'm experiencing as a human, is that like people in their 30s don't like the idea of being role models in any significant or meaningful way. So there's this like absence of growing men, in my opinion, like people who want to like make adulting cool like it used to be. Not that it was ever cool, but it seems like it's not cool to be an adult now, which is whack because I'm 31 and yo, I'm going through 31 things like sleep is important and other such things that we won't talk well, about. I feel like that's a whole like shift like growing up. But growing up, I always wanted to be an adult because it looked cool. It looked like, you know, but you I, had responsibilities. But and like, now it's nine. Now everyone wants to be forever young. Right. And I think that's like a phase you start to go through as you get older. Right. But, but it used to end. And what I'm that's saying what is, I'm getting to is that it just now it seems like that, that, we're pushing this idea of it not ending. I mean, I guess that's just what I see, at least. And I see it in the 30s, which is whack. That's why it's whack, because these are the people who probably shouldn't be at the clubs on the weekend every time. And a lot of other things where I'm like, yo, get your stack on because soon you're all going to be in your 40s and it's going to be complicated. And you should be taking your 30s is all i'm saying to do all the things you failed to do in your 20s because the 40s are gonna suck if you don't that's that's just some good advice you can choose to ignore me all you want but what i'm hearing from kanye in this song is in the same vein of like he's like he's like i recognize i'm a role model and i have to do this for god and and i guess it kind of hit me in that regard where i feel what kanye is trying to do or communicate with this song is that god has inspired him to be more and greater in his vessel to create real change and meaningful things and to embrace almost being an adult we'll say and to do things more responsibly so i thought it's cool that kanye was willing to like take that action in his 40s and i kind of wish and hope that more people embrace adulthood like it's cool like like let's be real being 16 was trash <laughs> like it wasn't actually as fun as being 31 a couple of y'all 16 was probably really dope but if you were actually doing the same kind of stuff like really living up 31 it's just way better than 16 is all i'm trying to say <coughs> but you look at the part and it just shows this appreciation to god and how miraculous he is and he has all this love for him and then he flows it into i know christ is the fountain i filled my cup i know god is alive yeah he opened up my vision giving me a revelation this ain't about a damn religion jesus bought brought a revolution and i like that because in a sense any way of life that usurps the previous way of life could be construed as a revolution so with the way christianity imposes this i guess 
in theory community centric uh view of building each other up and loving their neighbor it's like a revolution of consciousness and mind and it's something that when it hits you will be like a personal revolution whereas the religion is complicated and political the faith is fascinating to me and then to take from that point all the captives are forgiven time to break down all the prisons so this i think is a is a double entendre to the efforts of kim kardashian trying to free prisoners wrongly incarcerated but also the prisons that held your soul in place and busting it out with the spirit and power of christ and whatnot so that it gives you freedom from addiction addiction to the temptations of your life addiction is more than just drugs everything is kind of designed to be addictive these days even exercises and stuff like yo soul cycle looks freaking addictive from an outsider perspective um cycle? it's some spinning class where people guide you on journeys as you cycle and i don't really understand it it's not really targeted at guys like us right um anyway i like when he goes this is a mission not a show this is my eternal soul this my kids this my crib this my wife this my life this my god-given right thank you jesus wanted to fight and it shows that like y'all might look at it like it's just kanye being kanye but no this to me is like kanye really actively pursuing this lifestyle and trying to be like this is real real i'm doing this for real it's not fake but i, I liked it a lot i gave it a 4.5 i thought it was it was really well done. I like how ingenious people are like, man, Kanye's voice is fucked up and you totally feel it. Like, you know, like he, he needs to clear his throat a little bit. And uh, yeah, 4.5 and 5. I gave the song a 4.2. I think it's a good song overall. I, I like, I'm really enjoying the experience that we're getting. And it's like, it just takes you on like different levels on, uh, on throughout the track. So i enjoyed it all right um i guess we can move on then to the next track on the album called hands on all right chris how do you feel about this one this one was a really cool song uh from what i understand the concept of hands-on is like this idea of praying for somebody um and kanye kind of does a really nice job of giving you this idea that you should be praying i guess for him or at least the character in the song um so we start off with Fred Hammond on the refrain. Hammond. Hand on. Pretty sure it's Hammond. Hammond. I apologize if I messed that up. Uh, hand em, hands up high, hands on, hands on, hands on, hands up, in your face, the reason, hands on, yeah, hands on. And so that for me, if the if that's what it means to pray for somebody, kind of really sounds like they're just trying to uh, give somebody hope. And like, just be like, you know, you should support somebody. You should be there when they're in the time of need. Um, reason why I say this is because Kanye kind of starts the first verse with, uh, cut out all the lights, he the light, got pulled over, see the brights, what you doing on the street at night, wonder if they gonna read you your rights. Uh, right there and then, it, it's already painting this picture. Like, to me, that sounds like because he's black, he's being stopped and he's not allowed to be in his location. And already you get this sense, like, you know, maybe something tragic could happen. Maybe something bad could happen. We should pray for him. You know, we should be looking out. Um, <clears throat> then I like when he goes 13th Amendment, three strikes, made a left when I should have made a right, told God last time on life. For me, that kind of feels like, again, with the 13th Amendment, I feel like he's bringing up that slavery discussion. He's kind of like... Um, why do like you're gonna put me up for me it sounds like he's talking about putting him putting them in prison and dealing with that uh and he's on his third strike so maybe not him kanye himself but like the person that we're speaking about is on their third strike on their way to go there uh made the wrong choice 
go on. Minus Thinky's commenting on. I think it's like a double entendre to how the police play the situation and put people in jail, but also the severity of like his life. Like this is kind of where he was at. Mm-hmm. He was at that moment where, in theory, was his soul was being locked up. We'll say, but yeah, it's actually really well done. I like it. I like um, moving forward. He goes, told the devil that I'm gonna that I'm going on a strike. Told the devil when I see him on site. I've been working for you my whole life. Told the devil that I'm going on strike. I've been working for you my whole life. And that's that was pretty cool there. How he's like kind of taking back, <clears throat> kind of taking back his power uh, that has been stripped from him in terms of like the devil, which also kind of goes with um, the story of Job, right? Like as the devil's like fucking up with his life, it's kind of like connected that way. How he's been working for the devil, and now he's like not. Nah. I now believe in God. I've stripped you from me. But it's also like acknowledging the type of person he's been in the past and the type of messages he would have put out and the type of things that are going on. Like, my buddy knows some chick who he cheated on Kim with, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's all I'm trying to say is like, I think it's just like a very confessional piece where he's kind of reflecting who he is versus where he's at now and showing that like you know when he follows up like nothing worse than a hypocrite change he ain't really different he ain't even try to get permission ask for advice and they dissed him you know like so then he's, he's at this transitional point he's kind of now looking at the responses people are giving to him like people don't really believe Kanye is a Christian and still I've seen people make fun of it all over Facebook like it's just some joke like nobody's actually taking him serious but like I don't know I think that's like a self a self thing like sometimes it's hard to take him seriously when he does kind of act XYZ ABC well, I mean, it's. I don't think it's like targeted at everyone. I think it's like he says, I'm going to do a gospel album. What have you been hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first ones to judge me, make it feel like nobody loved me. They'll be the first ones to judge me. And that's fair. That's some fair ass criticism about Christians because Christians can be, can be some self-righteous people where like, they act like it's a club and if you misrepresent the club in some way it's a problem and these christians tend to be extremely exclusionary and we're not talking western western baptist church or whatever we're talking about like regular good-hearted people who believe they're doing god's work because there's some lines in the bible about how you can excommunicate people if they live in sin and there's all sorts of little weird nuanced rules that churches use to politicize its membership where it turns into follow this club or that club but mainly christians are going yo kanye west wants to come on our albums because yo basically this would mean that kanye west owns the christian music charts in theory right if he's writing a christian gospel album and if you don't think there's a whole lot of dark politics in christian media and christian artistry and christian record labels like yes they may all be christians but they're also still a bunch of corporate capitalists and that's kind of who's doing all of the moves and stuff and i just find that if the christian community isn't a fan of your actions it's cult-like and it can attack you and this isn't a reflection of all christians in fact these would be a lot of the hypocrites the types of people who should be open armed and saying kanye come join us we're so happy that you found god they're turning on him and they're like ridiculing him almost to create propaganda almost to convince everyone kanye is fake rather than indulge the idea that kanye could have really reformed his life for god and in my anecdotal experience yo christians have been like that to me in many ways not every one of them but the ones that want to look cool at church often are 
Not the regular ones. The ones who want to look cool at church in a social media era. And again, it's it sounds like it's stupid, but social politics is social politics. And in every social organization, politics is a real part of it. And even good-hearted religious people, the nice ones, can still be savage. Because, yo, their, their kids ain't playing with yours if you all cussing and shit. It's just facts. Fair enough. And it flows on throughout the rest of this track, and I feel like he's trying to lay it down. Like, I'm not trying to do anything here, but it seems like you want to make a gospel album praising God. Christians are going to come at you. And then I love when he goes, I'm not trying to lead you to Jesus. I'm just trying to, but if I try to lead you to Jesus, we get called halfway believers. Only read, only halfway read Ephesians. So that's an interesting line because Ephesians is like half theory, half how to do it in real life. And he's saying that the people calling us halfway believers are not actually out there acting in a way where they're doing the spreading of the message. So he's playing up on the fact that he's actually read this shit and knows what he's talking about a little bit, all right, and is acting in the way he's supposed to. And he's being ridiculed by people who walk the walk but don't really talk the talk, you know. Um, I just, I really liked it. I thought it was interesting. And then there was Fred Hammond's uh, little chorus comes in. And there's the second verse where it almost feels like he's taking a meta approach. I deserve all the criticism you got. That's an interestingly worded sentence, right? Right. Um, so it's almost like but hold on, you, you as in God... Up are getting all of this criticism and made fun of because or whatever i don't know maybe i'm misinterpreting well, here's that. the thing right i deserve all the criticism you got if that's all the love that you have that's all you got so we can look at it both ways i think he's actually talking to people like yo okay. if you're hating on what i'm doing go ahead and hate it's kind of like all publicity is good publicity whether it's bad or good right so he's flipping that and saying if you're hating on me for believing in god then go ahead and do it because that's the only type of love you're showing me regardless. You're still paying attention. You're still following. You're still commenting, you know, clicking on my shit. It all kind of ties in together with that, which is what I thought that line was cool. And then to sing a change, you think I'm joking. To praise his name, you ask what I'm smoking. Yes, I understand your reluctancy. Yeah, but I have a request, you see. Don't throw me up. Lay your hands on me. Please pray for me. Hold myself on death. Hold it down. I'll fall on down. Somebody pray for me. And I like that a bit because it kind of again touches on the fact that people don't believe Kanye wants to change. People don't believe that this is. People will just are gonna believe this is a marketing gimmick because part of I it mean, probably is. I kind of believe. At first, I thought it was, and I'm gonna just say like you know what maybe if he is really into this then i still kind of feel i believe him like hi hello the album and everything but i'm sorry this this as we're going through this it kind of sounds like he wants people to accept that he's changing he wants people to kind of forgive him for what he's said done acted well, or whatever I, I think he wants people to believe him when he says he's changing which, which okay so even with that it's like one album ain't gonna do shit. I mean, like it's, one, but it's one not Sunday like, service it's ain't gonna do shit. Just one. It's a year straight. I mean, you're acting like it's. I mean, 
I don't know. What's the threshold? What you get Ooh, to? Somebody, somebody said it. I think it was somebody said it, and it was on it was on the Joe Budden podcast, and that's where I remember from. They were saying if you're super cool, like if you're really really cool, and you fuck up, it takes you at least like three years to get out of like to become cool again. So and I'm not and I'm not saying I, that that's I'm, like an accurate. I'm not saying that's an accurate timeline, but I'm saying there is a threshold of time that you're like. All right, we kind of we kind of now rock with you again. Like we kind of think I mean, that you're. Who, who's the we? Joe Budden is. No, no, I'm probably, not saying Joe Budden. I'm saying like, like I'm taking that example. So I'm taking like that podcast is a bunch of guys pandering to middle class white kids plus the hood. Like they're pandering to a lot of people at once, and maybe they all believe that. And maybe historically speaking, a whole bunch of stuff is true about it. But then if you're that person. And this is the problem where the tables turn. Right. Where you can quote the facts of how business and show business works, but on the other side, what Kanye is expressing is how complicated it is to change. Because what happens when you try to change? Nobody believes you. Everyone comes at you. And everyone's so quick to be like, yeah, why should we believe you in those moments? But then when they it's their time to change, oh, everyone's now got to accept that they've been at it for like this period of time. And it's all insignificant based on that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what, everyone needs to go three, four years before anyone's going to believe them? Not, I don't... But see, that's what I'm trying to say. It's okay, whack. Yeah. When you yeah, put yeah, it like yeah. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is whack. Now, listen, But then, so I, understand, something I understand why people feel the way they feel about Kanye. Even Kanye says he understands that. But for like a year, he got off Twitter. His last tweets before this one were like January 1st. He's been living in a way where he's been focused. He's been making all his music and stuff. And he hasn't been acting a fool for like, I don't know, 10 months, 11 months. Is that a crazy amount of time? No. But if dude has gone almost a year without acting a fool, except to say he's praising God and he's trying to change his life, trying to be better, telling people not to have premarital sex while recording on the album and stuff. Like, to me, it looks like guys walking the walk. And why am I going to doubt him? Like, why would I bother to waste my time questioning I'm not, it? I'm not, dis- I'm not arguing that. That, is, that, that, that. that makes a lot of sense. I just... I'm a little just bit... I'm just a little bit skeptic. Skeptic? Yeah? Skeptical. Um, what if after this, he goes back to... I'm king shit. Like... That's you know what? what I think it but is. Here's the I thing. Think it's like if the Kanye, of time. If Kanye West is bipolar, then he will do that. And are we supposed to hate him or are we supposed to love him and help him? What are we supposed to do in those moments? Are we supposed to Britney Spears that I mean, shit and torch I mean, the motherfucker well, down? No, that's that's a completely different conversation. Is it? If, no, it's it is. It's the it same is. conversation. Re- I love you for your music and what you create. But if you're really out here... I need help. I'm sorry. Please support me. Go get help. He tried to. He did. He's found this. To me, this sounds like Kanye was getting help. Okay. So if he fucks up in the future, it's too late. Get the fuck out. Is that what it is? No. I mean, I'll take DMX back every time. No matter what. I mean, yes. I'm not. I'm not saying we're not gonna take them back. What I'm, I'm just saying, saying is, like, who the fuck are we, the people, the people not living these celebrity lives, to fucking even have an opinion? I. Like, who the fuck are we? Okay? With our fucking little... You don't know shit about Kanye West's life. I don't know shit about Kanye West's life. We don't know anything. Right? Yeah, all of us as experts talking all that shit. Now, I'm saying this from a position where I don't think on this review I crossed the line where I'm talking about myself one time. No, of course. I've tried to relate to Kanye West through my experiences and try to understand his experiences. Now, I'm understanding where he's coming from on this song when you go through the process of changing 
right? It's complicated and most people don't believe you. And then you have to point out how long has it been since I said something like this? How long has it been? And then, you know, six months in actually would be a more realistic expectation in my anecdotal experiences of people believing that your habit has changed. Scientifically, it takes three weeks to form a habit. So, I mean, what are we expecting from Kanye? What are we actually expecting from the dude? I want him to just be Kanye and to like not and to maybe learn and be a little more aware, maybe not just speak everything that comes to his mind in every interview. That might be smart. But what about the other side? What about TMZ trying to trap him? What about people trolling him? What about all the other parts? What's the other end of the accountability on this spectrum? I is it just that. what it is? That's what it's life? Oh, if you happen to do something incredible that people love and the people make you a celebrity, you are now accountable to what? Forever? Nah, man. The people suck is what I'm hearing. I don't know. I'm looking around and there's just the dissing of Kanye. Like, it's one thing to say this album doesn't sound good. It's another thing to question a man's life choices as he's trying to, like, reform. Because if you listen to this album, honestly, up until this point, it sounds like a man trying to turn his life around and reform more than anything I else. I agree. And he's hoping to use Jesus and God as his vessel to find himself like kind of what religion's supposed to be and the non-evil version of it well, that, and that's what i think I'm, and that's so for me up until this point it was like yeah kanye's doing his thing like he's doing what he does now that we have an actual album for me me alone chris chrome i'm kind of just like i may like now i'm hearing you i'm hearing what you're saying i'm following i'm reading like i'm not just Putting it on YouTube and watching you dance around with a mic, like I'm. He wasn't ever doing that, like I'm, in my I'm opinion. Being very hyperbolic for no, no but reason. like I'm saying, I've been listening to Kanye for a while, and I feel like he's been crying out like this on every album. It's just this time he did it with Jesus and didn't swear, and it sounds to me a little more sincere. But yo, when I listened to Ye, I heard a guy like I have some mental issues and I I don't understand. I know? heard that too. I heard that too. I'm trying. That's what I heard him say there. I actually got that more from Kid Sea Ghost. Like, the whole well, just... Both of those albums, right? Ye, Ye felt... For me, Ye felt more, like... Um, serious, I want to say. Like, more of just a serious tone. Like, I actually have issues. This is what's going on. Kid Sea Ghost kind of felt more of, like, the creative side of being split personality, bipolar, seeing things, hearing things, and dealing with whatever goes on in his head. Which is what I think I relate to more is just the creative aspect of that. But both of them, yeah, they kind of overlap and have the same thing. But um, I just want to say, I don't actually have much to say about this track. I gave this song a 4.3. I really did enjoy it. I do like this, <clears throat> this sense of like believing in prayers and believing that, you know, we should pray for one another. We should be supportive. And, and for me, a prayer is just being supportive. It's not like, I don't really think that if you pray for somebody, it's going to completely change their life. But it's this belief in faith and this belief that I am taking two minutes out of my life to think of somebody else which could be a good or bad thing however it goes generally it's it's a good thing it makes you feel better it makes your actions a little bit more genuine that that's kind of what i'm getting from this i guess i think um i don't get the vibe of praying well praying for him 
It's at the end. I think what he's trying to say is instead of criticizing me, if you really feel that way, pray for me. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm trying to, me, I also look at praying as just full on support. But like, it's, it's not what praying is. It's praying is literally asking God for help. So asking for support. Not but necessarily. Yeah, but it's not necessarily. So but if I'm asking you to pray for me in my time of need, I'm kind of just saying, like, give me support. I'm not saying you have to be like, yo, Chris, I got you. I got you. It's good. Well, what but you're like, saying the aspect is, of praying ask is like, God to fix the situation would be a more apt translation. Ask God for help in my situation. Ask God for support, for aid, for assistance. Like, however you want to look at it, it, it it's like, super pray. simple. But it's, it's more than that. It, I know there's more than that. I know that's there's like more a, than that. a way people co-opted it with their thoughts and prayers bullshit because that's bullshit. That isn't good. Mm. That is just fluff. That isn't really anything. Um, prayer to me is like this active conversation with God and however it forms. And it's supposed to be a opportunity to both to primarily you're supposed to thank him before anything else. So your prayer should start off with appreciation for what you have. And then migrate into your concerns and whatnot. So I get what Kanye is trying to do. I think Kanye is trying to like a little bit take shots at people and say your attitude is scummy. Here's a better attitude to employ. Hmm. And then not like actually that like commenting on the power of prayer or whatever. It's, it's, it's a long, complicated thing. But I, I don't know. I think he's trying to say, what do you what do you the person judging me actually trying to do what is your end goal like do you want him to die is that what people want do people want Kanye to go fucking nuts and become an entertainment scandal sorry like it almost feels more like everyone just wants Kanye to shut up and go away and never have a chance to do anything anything again like that just seems what people want instead of like wanting him to improve and become better which I don't know it must be kind of taxing anyway I like the track. I don't remember what I gave it. What did I give it? I gave it a 4.35. I like the confessional tone of the song. Uh, anyway, I gave it a 4.2. Next up, we have the clips. That's right, clips. Pusha T and No Malice on the next track, featuring a special guest, and it's called Use This Gospel. So, Kanye West main flex that I saw prior to this album coming out is simply that he got clips back together on a track and it kind of makes sense right because no malice the other member of clips that's not pusha t is a christian rapper and i heard one of his tapes um when it came out a couple years ago and we didn't review it because we chose to do something where uh that might get more views and i'm thinking i might really want to visit no malice's music uh in the near future because it is interesting to see somebody who raps and sounds like that but it's all about god right to me it's profound um but they haven't worked together in a in a while and it kind of makes sense uh pusha t on is out there kind of pushing his ex-drug dealer bars and, and stuff which is again really incredible but it's not necessarily on brand with no malice um pusha t actually said about this track he wasn't going to rap on it and he wasn't really sure how to write a verse about god in any way how to even like write a clean enough verse to be on the track and then no malice wrote the verse for him so that's from pusha t's verse i guess if your literal brother writes your verse it's okay and in a moment like this i don't know but that's pusha t saying no malice basically offered to write the track for him throwing it out there 
I don't care. It's amazing. The O's are beautiful at the beginning of this song. The way Kanye comes in with use this gospel for protection. It's a hard road to heaven. We call on your blessings and the Father we put your faith. It's just powerful. It's like take this album, listen to what we're saying. It's about how complicated and hard it is to get your soul back on being right, to move towards it. And I kind of really agree with the sentiments of what he's putting forward. It's taken me years to, I, I call it reformatting my personality into something more kind. Um, and then it kind of points out that you call on blessings, asking God through our faith to get to the, king, uh, the kingdom of heaven, to get our demons trembling, to get those holy angels defending. And Father, we put our faith. And, and, and in theory, Christianity, based on the doctrine of the Bible, is supposed to be a faith-based active thing. It's supposed to be pulling on God for strength as you go out there and, and do better in the world. The passive uh, way that a lot of Christian communities segregate themselves is not really from the same book I read, meaning the Bible. Anyway, then uh, Pusha T slams in with his verse, how could he not be the greatest? In my bed under covers when under covers are raided. So he got protected through a bad situation. My presence is happy belated which is because almost like presents and then birthday and my birthday's coming up just throwing it out there uh, fashionably late i'm just glad that you made it the best is yet to come i'm just glad that you waited they all say the real till it's time to appraise it kind of sounds on point of that he's it almost sounds like he's finally coming to see this bigger epiphany and this realization in light of you know he's real and he's seen a lot of fake that's going to take in I seen him come and go. You only did the latest, but who am I to judge? I'm crooked as Vegas. So he's pointing out how, like, in his opinion, he might see a thing, but reflecting, it's it's almost sinful to to cast judgment when you are coming from a place that's so dark and crooked. Which makes sense because Kanye, he almost represents the dark and crooked, realizing there's stuff that could be better, you know. In an album where Kanye's already got on that journey, Kanye drops his thing, and then no malice comes in, and I think he steals the fucking show on this song right here with a lot of damage shows i didn't damage those that's powerful because he's saying through my actions through the messages i was preaching there are people who made bad choices and got hurt like there are people who really bragged about doing some criminal shit to their music right and this weighed on them that meant that people almost turned them into the anthem of, of pain and bad things and this is from no malice's perspective of stuff i've read and so he's he's owning his actions here and I found that very admirable and in my arrogance I took a camera pose so he modeled up he looked fly and flossy while doing all this you know caught with a trunk of Barry Manilow's they sing a different tune when the slammer close so you know when you do deal with prison and you do deal with real situations everyone's gangster facade seems to fade a little bit and then came some of my favorite bars on the entire fucking album from the concrete guru rose they give you the wraith talk i give you the faith talk blindfolded on this road watch me faith walk just hold on to your brother when his faith lost so you know from the concrete guru rose from the darks of all days whatever my soul grew this beautiful thing they give you wraith talk commenting on like you know the mainstream and a lot of the stuff even what pushy t would be going on about you know he gives you the faith talk even though he can't see what's forward he has the faith in god to guide him on the road so he shows you the faith walk and i thought that was pretty dope and then considering who his brother is just hold on to your brother when his faith lost like on top of that you can't give up on your brother you can't just be different things you gotta guide him and be there and then 
And then something strange happens that I don't think a human on this planet was actually expecting. Kenny G. Like, number one hit maker of 1987, Kenny G. The dude our parents fucked to, Kenny G. Shows up and does a little solo of, like, the chorus tune. And first of all, Kenny G is quite talented. Yes. Second of all, how the fuck did y'all fuck to that? Like, like you know what I'm talking about? Like, you've heard it. It's not what we know as elevator music. I mean, I'd fuck to elevator music. I would not. I find it boring. I feel like Kenny G's solo is very Kenny G, I guess. Get me, like, get, catch me late after a party or something. Yeah, I could do it. I couldn't. Yeah, I could do it. I'm not in it. I'm not feeling faded. It. It's I'm like 2.30, 3 a.m. in the morning. My whole point is, Kenny G is yeah, the I most surprising it. feature of this album. He does his thing. He plays his saxophone quite well. And it really, I'm not a sax guy. That's where I'm I'm sorry. At. I'm still on the elevator music sax. I mean, I'd fuck in the elevator. With elevator music? I don't know. I'd, I'd put on some dance hall. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me just put on my iPhone. Yo, <laughs> do you know how good the speaker on the Galaxy S10 is? Like, it's good. It, it's, and, and then with the elevator reverberating... Or go techno. This is probably really inappropriate for this review. Um, back to this track. Uh, then Kanye does his oh, oh, oh. And then there's this work, work, work thing that's like flowing in. Like the actual path to this redemption using this gospel is work. And then the song ends. And I gave it a 4.5 on 5. Mostly because Kenny G to me did not add to value. It was more like, in, it was like, oh, that happened. It was neutral. And the rest of the song is actually my favorite track on this project. And I think it's really incredible and really well put together. And then, so it's amazing. And then there's Kenny G. I think it was a really great song. Um, I enjoyed the Pusher feature. I enjoyed the No Malice feature. So you like clips. I do like clips. And I never actually knew that they were a thing together. Um, but it's just it was so different than the rest of the album the song itself just had this and i think it's because it wasn't all like kanye it was just another type of vibe that was brought to it so i did enjoy it i don't actually have much to say because well it was very chris literally said go first and talk so that you know that i wasn't just trying to dominate that and that's okay i sold chris out and jesus is lord I suppose this works as a little outro thing on this album. It's super freaking short. Kanye is just kind of singing over some triumphant sounding music. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, which is uh, kind of referring to Philippians 2, chapter 2, 10, 11, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the sun, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the, fa uh, of the Father. Uh, sorry, to the glory of God the Father. And therefore, he quoted some Bible, kind of brought it down to every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, which is often done in gospel music. Or at least what I've heard from churches and such. And then Jesus, Lord, and then it's just done. And you're kind of like, is this necessary? I guess it works. It, it fits kind of as a little 40-something second outro thing. But I didn't really like it much, and I gave it a four. I well, gave it a four. I think it does a nice job at, like, kind of full circling the album, just kind of <clears throat> starting on that, like, note and ending on it. But, meh. It's not really like an outstanding thing. Like it just kind of, I feel like it would have actually, I mean, it, 
thematically, I guess it makes the most sense at the end of the project, but like, I don't know, it should have just ended on the last track and maybe put this in the middle or something, or I don't know what I would have wanted with it. I just don't know that it, this ending left me feeling like the album was done. It feels like there's still a couple more songs that need to come before we like wrap up. Anyway, on that note, as we wrap up this review, I gave the album a 4.368. Um, I guess my main feelings are it's 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 really well made for what we got of it it's an interesting foray into a different side of kanye west there are zero swear words on the album which is incredible honestly that he would clean it up and really go that far with it i don't think he really failed in terms of his goal of putting himself out as a guy going through like a reformation of finding god and going through the actual redemption process in a public way in fact i think the world just needs more people that are willing to do that it's something i'm trying to do with my life as well like i used to be a shit and now i'm less of a shit and so i hope to be less and less of a shit in the future and uh so it's really kind of cool to see kanye almost invoke that through his project and really kind of push that narrative and sonically i mean gospel is not my cup of tea in general but i think he had a really cool hybrid hip-hop gospel thing going on i think kenny g being there was just it's just a talkable moment kenny g's <laughs> anyway um like i think the hate that i've seen people say is unjustified i think the album is better than the way people are describing it from what i've, I've seen but i also kind of understand the unfinished feelings because it does it does leave me going like this doesn't feel like a full album it feels like we need a couple more songs but kanye also seems to be really into this punkish approach to doing what the fuck he wants so who am i to judge kanye i gave the album a 4.16 I enjoyed the ride, I enjoyed the experience of it. This isn't something I'm going back to as like a first choice listen or throwing this on at a party, but I do appreciate what Kanye did. I do appreciate him taking a completely different avenue than what I've heard him do before. Uh, I appreciate him, you know, cleaning it up and being very just positive. And if he really is changing and he really is, you know, just trying to be a whole new person you know I, I respect it i support it good on you for doing what you think is right man 4.1 on 6 for this album all right well that's the end of what we have to say about this project so thank you for watching it's totally dope that you'd stick around uh through our review of kanye west jesus is king let us know in the comments what your thoughts are on this album on his stupid ass uh delaying the project tactic just anything that you want to comment on do you like chick-fil-a did you like that you're my chick-fil-a line um let us know what you think and i'll definitely answer you um i found this on the web I can't stand this Google thing. <laughs> this Google thing just keeps, okay, Google, okay, Google, stop. Um, and I don't know why it's so bad today. Thank you, Google. And uh, She just wants attention. She just does. So let us know what you think. I want your attention, too. So hit the subscribe button. That would be real nice. Hit the like button, too. And we can chat in the comments. Special thanks to the patrons. Ismilka Damsey, Chris Pato, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Coney Sparks. They're super dope. They help us out a lot. They helped us get a new camera. Helped us get on Spotify and Podbeam and all that stuff. Podcasting places. Whew, makes sense for a podcast, right? <laughs> um, we're going to get a website. I'm going to start building out next week due to these people's fine efforts and so they've, they've done a lot for us and in exchange they get to tell us what albums to review so next uh well actually this weekend we're going to be recording a lindale williams request um 
So watch out for that early next week. And thank you all for being here with us. We make the music ourselves. So my album came out. It's called The Alternative Grind by Holden Stefan Roy. You can check that out on the internet, no matter what platform you like, even SoundCloud, because some people still like that. So let me know what you think. I'm also on Spotify, so it's not like I'm a SoundCloud dude. It's just people actually care if you're there. Anyway, he's on it. Chris, he's he's a good guy too. Let us know what you think. Looking forward to hearing from you. And as always, live long and prosper. Goodbye.